Hello, welcome to this episode of Hope in Struggle. I'm Mindy Lawhorn. I'm going to be your guest, and today we're going to talk about learning the unforced rhythms of grace. Grace. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the term. Biblical grace is what I'm talking about today. You know, I think when we think about grace, we think about a graceful person. We think about a ballerina. We think about someone that moves with just this smoothness and fluidity. And it's interesting, the parallel of grace, biblical grace, with that at the same time as it's, I think, completely different. Grace is something that you learn about in scripture. Grace is something that God talks about in his word. Grace is essentially not getting what we deserve. And you may have heard it described in many different ways. You may have even looked it up. You may have even tried to figure out like on your own. But grace is us receiving something that we don't deserve. And what I mean by that is a positive thing, not necessarily a negative thing. There are many different translations of the Bible. I get asked all the time, you know, what is the best Bible? What Bible should I buy? And I jokingly always respond with the one you'll read. Yes, I know that's like an old dad joke, you know, of sorts. But the bottom line is it's true. I grew up reading the NIV. The NIV Bible is just a translation that I I don't know particularly why I read that one, but it's the one I had at home. When I was a little older, my grandmother bought me a beautiful pink one with my name embossed on it. My name was embossed in gold and this beautiful script font. And I just thought it was absolutely gorgeous. That Bible I still have, but I mean, it broke away from the binding. It is in pieces and it's not, I only tell you that because I tried to learn from it so much and it was something I used through high school, something I used through college and in the singles ministry when I would go and I didn't go all the time. I'll be completely honest, um, but I grew up in a Methodist church. It was small. It was a great place to grow up. But when I got in kind of high school and college, I wanted more. I wanted more people and more youth and just to see, like, what are people doing? And, you know, how are you? doing all the high school and college things that that may be counter to what you would typically do in college. Like I want to know how are people doing this? And I'm not saying to you right now, I didn't, that I didn't do a lot of that stuff in college because I did, I did, but I also chose some really good options in college in addition to maybe not some (laughs) so great choices, but I'm forgiven. And so are you, if you ask for it, just no big deal. But I bring all that up because I'm like, how can I still be in college and live my life and still have fun, but maybe not go as far as you know some people did or whatever? And, and that was me seeking a different kind of youth group, but like a single ministry. And, and I found one and they were great. But that's when I got introduced to kind of different versions of the Bible. So I'll tell you all that because I grew up with the NIV. And then went into a couple of other different versions. And and Eugene Peterson created or translated a Bible called The Message. So it is it is the Bible, but the translation is The Message. It's interesting because 
Typical Bibles are scripture by scripture. And the message is set up more about kind of concept by concept, almost like thought process or a little small message slash concept by concept. And not that you need to know that to understand like kind of what we're talking about today, but the scripture that I want to share with you today about the unforced rhythms of grace comes from the message. Now, you can read in your Bible whatever one you have. It's Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. I'm going to read to you the message version of this scripture. But, it, but before I do that, I'm going to read to you the definition of grace. So in the Christian world, grace is defined as the free and unmerited favor of God as manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings. I kind of want to focus on that first sentence, the free and unmerited favor of God. You see, you guys, when we accept Jesus into our heart, we are we ask forgiveness. We ask for him to come in our heart like we are forgiven. We are daughters and sons of a king. We now are loved beyond measure. And, and not that we weren't before, but it seems as that we're more in tune to it after that. It seems that, I mean, we are favored. We are held so high. And looking around and, and, and just thinking of all the things that I probably should have felt the repercussions for, oh, God's grace has come in, come in like a white knight. Even things within, I mean, it's every, every area of my life that I've seen grace. But grace kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. It, it, it's, it's a rhythm so to speak. And I don't think it's anything we can actively like try to figure out, but it's, it's something I'm so thankful for. Let me read this scripture to you. And then you might understand a little bit more about what I'm saying. Again, this is Matthew 11, 28, 30. This is from the message, by the way, this scripture, these scriptures, oh, we need this so much now. Cause this, I believe this is us here. Here we go. Are you tired? Are you worn out? burned out on life and religion, then come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live free and lightly. I encourage you to look in your Bible or your Bibles. Um, one of my favorite Bibles that I've had for a few years that my dear friend Michelle Myers gave me. It's a New King James Version. It's actually a John C. Maxwell New King James Version Bible. Um, he's got little excerpts just about life and business and leadership and how the Bible is the best book for all of those that I just mentioned. Life, you know, leadership, business, how we are, how we should be as friends, parents, spouses. And he just pulls out little excerpts from that. But it's it's been probably my favorite adult Bible. I've had it, I don't know, five or six years. It got me through my sister's death, got me through all of Lee's treatment. And while, it, yes, it is God's word, this 
Bible that now is looking a lot like my pink one, <laughs> beat up, tattered. Some of the pages are torn. I'm not happy about that, but it's been my resource. I encourage you to go whether that's the version you're reading or not. Go in there and read because of all of all the things that we probably need right now as humans, we need rest. And I don't mean a good sleep. I mean, deep down rest within our soul, within our very being. We're tired. We're worn out. We're burnt out. And it's like even sometimes our rest isn't restful. But I've learned a few things through God's grace. And it's it's how I, to this day, seek and find true rest. Right now, at the end of March in 2021, I'm still dealing with being a widow. I'm still trying to figure out how do I do this single mom thing? How do I get up every day and tackle the day when I don't want to? How do I get up every day and share stuff like this? When I am so utterly sad, I my mojo is nowhere to be seen. I want it. I want it back. That mojo's fun. I don't know where it is. I feel deep inside like there's just this spinning, this constant going, 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 because I have to keep both my businesses running and I have to pay for the bills and I have to make sure my boys are okay. I have to make sure I'm okay. I have to keep myself, you know, physically healthy. I have to keep myself mentally healthy and I don't know how to navigate these waters. The waves are some days unbearable. But I can't imagine that I feel that way just because I lost my husband. We're all dealing with all the stuff that happened from 2020. We're all dealing with our own personal issues. And, and, and while I tell you my story, please know I don't think I'm special. I know we all are dealing with our own mountains, our own hills, our own just utter fatigue. But here's what I've learned, and this is what I want to share with you most today. In trying to learn the rhythms of grace, I find myself doing some things over and over again that give me peace, that give me true rest. And what those things are is so simple. It's finding a place to be quiet, whether that's in my bedroom, in my car, hiding in my closet. And stopping, maybe for the first time of that day, thinking of my, about my selfish self, thinking about me, me, me. I stop and I start thinking about Jesus. I start reading his word, reminding myself of his character, his awesomeness, his omnipresentness. He's the provider. He's the healer. He's our creator. He's my hope above all hope, because no matter what happens in this world, I will see him someday. He's my hope above all hope, no matter how many days I cry. No matter the worries and concerns I have for my sweet boys that lost their father. No matter the concerns I have for our businesses. Or for even what I'm supposed to do for my future as a human and as God's child and as this mom and as this person, which I know I'm supposed to do more. 
but taking off all of that stuff that I think about and that I put on me and that I'm concerned about and, and, and putting blinders on, which by the way, I wear most every day, these blinders, but sitting down and just trying to be in his presence, asking for him, for, for him to draw me close to him, reading scripture, reading scripture. And every time my mind turns back to one of those things I just mentioned, I pray that the Holy Spirit will take all of my thoughts captive so that nothing leads to anxiety, so that nothing leads to self-defeating thoughts. And you do that enough, sweet sisters, you start to get it to that place. You start to get to that location faster, easier, because you guys, we got to stop thinking about ourselves. We have to stop being so selfish. The world tells us to be selfish. The Bible doesn't. The world tells us to look out for number one. The Bible does not. The world tells us, treat yourself. Quit being so hard on yourself. You deserve a break. The Bible tells us, come to me. Rest in me, says Jesus. That is where true restoration lies, my sweet friend. Whether you don't have a Bible, it's okay. I'm pretty sure you have a phone. Pretty sure you can Google and if you're in a, a, a moment where you can't, maybe your phone's dead, maybe it's another room, and you know you desperately need to do this, anything you can think about, Jesus, start thinking about it. Maybe it's John 3.16. Maybe that's the only verse you've ever known or, or heard of. It's okay. But you don't even have to know a scripture to come into his presence. Open your hands. Sit down. Pray, God, I don't know. I need you. I just know I need you. I know I can't keep doing this. I know I'm going out of my mind. I know I feel horrible every day. I know I can't get X, Y, Z under control. Give it to him. Set it as his, at his feet over and over again. And you soon will feel grace. You'll see it. You'll start to notice things that you may have never noticed again. Nothing's really changed, but you'll notice these just little glimmers of hope and light and joy, things that God to this day shows me. And in the silliest factors and in the funniest ways, and I'll praise him for that because I want silly and funny in my life. I'm so tired of serious. I'm so tired of real world stuff. I would much rather laugh with you, much rather laugh at the littlest of things. But God can restore us. He can give us those little joys each day. The key and the one thing that I've found that works every time is to seek him, find a quiet place, stop thinking about myself, stop thinking about all the things in my life and think about him. Pray to him. Just take everything like whether it's, it's just you're imagining it or you're actually feeling like you're digging all the stuff out of your stomach and you're just bleh, laying it at his feet. Give it to him. He's worthy to care for you. He's worthy to take care of everything you have and more. Oh, my gosh, so much more. But we have to get our heads right. We have to get our hearts right. And we need that true rest that we can only find in him in order to keep moving and to do it in the way that I believe we're designed to do it. Jesus, I love you so much. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your scripture. Thank you for your word. Thank you that we can read it at any point, any day. 
Thank you for that scripture, Matthew 11. Lord, I pray we read it and read it over again and over again. I pray that we find it in other biblical versions and that maybe we share it with someone. But Lord, start to refine our skills, the skill that allows us to immediately focus on you. The skills that come with over time in us redirecting our mind, redirecting our thoughts to you and away from ourselves and away from the world and all the meh that comes with it. Lord, you are the answer. You are the hope. Everything began with you and it will end with you, Lord God. Lord, we can. No, no matter how our brain works. Yes, we can come to you. Yes, we can focus on you, God, even if it's every second or two. Us just reminding ourselves to focus on you, reading your word, reminding ourselves of your character. Let us focus on you. Please take our burden, Lord God. Take ours and we'll switch it out for the one that you have for us. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. And thank you for your grace. I ask all this in your holy, precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode. I love it that you're here. Do you know that we also have a little extra bonus episode each week called The Girlfriend's Guide to Grief? I'm that girlfriend, and you might be my girlfriend too. It is all about what God is teaching me through the loss of my husband. But grief isn't just loss. It's dreams. That never happened. It's jobs that we did not get. It's all kinds of things. And I can't help but think this would be a great thing for you to listen to. It also is about how to help others when they've actually lost someone. We never know what to say. We seem to not know what to do. I've got some ideas. I've had some of the most wonderful things happen to us and ways that people have loved on us all the way to the opposite of that. And I want to share that with you because we don't know what to do. I've got some thoughts. I've got some ideas and I want it to be something that helps and encourages you. Or maybe you can share it with someone that it might help and encourage. Would you do me a favor and please go to Hope and Struggle here on iTunes, rate the podcast. The more people that see us, the more people Apple will allow to see us. I want this to be for the good of others. I want it to serve and I want most of all, for God to get the glory. Also, you can leave me an audio message or you can even email us. Do you have an idea for someone that might be a great guest on this podcast? Do you have an idea for a topic? Let me know. I'm not saying I'll do it, but I'll definitely pray about it and investigate it. Let me know. Come and find us. Thank you. Thank you.